Hello, everyone, and welcome into another episode of Unsportsmanlike Conduct, the pro sports show where we talk and you listen. This voice might sound a little bit different to you coming over the uh, lead here. Um, I am Andy McDonald. I am uh, taking Cullen's spot for the night because, well, he decided to tell us last minute today that he got tickets to the Michigan game tonight to go watch him play Wisconsin. We are recording this before that game starts tonight, but I told him not to turn it down. It's a pretty good opportunity. Um, as usual, to my left, I have Dylan Getz here. Dylan, how you doing? Doing pretty good. Pretty good. And Dylan, what is your uh, Twitter handle where the people of the oh, yeah, internet can follow you? At Dylan underscore Getz. It's G-O-E-T-Z, not, not G-O-A-T-S. <laughs> For some people, would, some people would mess that up. <laughs> and filling in for Colin, we have a guest today. His name is Mitch Vosberg. And Mitch, uh, how you doing today? I am doing just peachy. How about you? <laughs> I'm doing great. I mean, every day it's on the podcast. It's a great day. Where can they follow you That's on Twitter? Sure. Uh, you can follow me at Real Mitch Vberg. Uh, Berg spelled B-U-R-G like burger. Gotcha, gotcha. And you guys can follow me at, at Andy underscore McDonald twenty three. Uh, still trying to get that 23 thing going with all your guys' uh, right. Twitter handles, but you know it still hasn't happened yet. Yeah, all right, day. so we got a lot of topics today. Um, we're going to dive into a bunch of different stuff, but I guess first off we're going to start with uh, Michigan, Michigan State Hoops, like we've kind of been covering on this show um, for the past few weeks here because it's been getting bigger. Um, right now I guess you could say both teams are on an up note because they both did win this weekend. Um, Michigan State struggled a little bit when they were playing against uh, – Ohio State the other night, but yeah. they ended up they ended up pulling it out towards the end, mm-hmm. and uh, so I, I I guess it's it's been looking better for them right now. Um, after the Michigan game where they kind of got embarrassed, you know, against yeah, that, the end, it was ugly. Bit and of also, an embarrassment. For the them. Iowa win was also good for them. Seventy seven sixty six was the final there at home in East Lansing. Um, it's good for them to be able to get those kind of wins right now because they they needed a couple, you know, sitting at a thirteen and nine record. It's not looking good for the committee at that point, right. but I mean they still were in a lot of brackets. Lenardi still had him in there as a nine seed um, before these past two games. I'm sure they're back up again. Michigan is back in both brackets as well after they have played very well through a recent stretch. Oh, yeah. um, that could also change tonight because they are playing Wisconsin. Um, right. Could go downhill. They beat Indiana on Sunday, which is something they have not done in a while. With winning at time. Indiana, I, I yep. think it was since like True. 1997 or something like that huh. was the last time they won. Yeah. Or they they won once since then at Assembly Hall, but it hasn't been a right. lot. Um, 75-63, they controlled the entire game, and obviously they won against Michigan State over that week. So, mm-hmm. I guess first off, I just want to get you guys' thoughts. Where do both these teams stand right now in your eyes if you were the NCAA tournament I committee? Think, yeah. And is it is it more of a positive look than where we were at two weeks ago, or do you think they're still about the same? I think uh, definitely both teams have showed that they're they're improving other than, you know, the Michigan State lapse against against Michigan. That was kind of a blowout. But I think Michigan especially is really rolling right now and we'll see what they do against Wisconsin. Uh, tonight, which that'll that'll be that'll be a big game in telling Thanks. what NCAA, you know, what they think about that and where you know where they'll get seated for the tournament if they make it, um, that's going to be a big game for them. I know Wisconsin, you know they're number eleven, right? Yes, so, yeah, yes. And they've been they've been doing well all season. They had, so. that, they had an upset last weekend against Northwestern. Yeah, Not a lot of yeah. people expected that loss and mm-hmm. that that kind of dropped them down. Yeah, I think bit. Northwestern is actually a little underrated. They are that year. that win that like got that, them dancing. Yeah, and I, and I feel good for them. I, I actually yeah. have a, I have family members. Well, not really right. family members, but they're pretty close family members. They've. The he went to Northwestern. My dad's friend went to Northwestern, and then his whole family now oh, is really? Northwestern fans. <laughs> yeah. And like, 
I went to Michigan Northwestern games with them, and every single time it results in a Michigan win, no matter what one it is. So I kind of feel good for them to finally be able to have something like this. This is something they deserved for a few years now because they've been, I mean, they've been better in basketball, but always just kind of average and looked past. They're never never one of those, you know, like top three, top four teams in there until, you know, until they've got, they've gotten a few significant upsets this season. I know they beat Michigan. They beat, you know, they just beat Wisconsin. So, um, you know that's pretty interesting that um, these these teams are able to come up here. You know out of nowhere in the Big Ten this year. Um, it's a different Northwestern. They didn't. Yeah, they didn't beat Michigan State. It was by a score of sixty-one to fifty-two. When yeah, they, they lost. lost. They, I uh, kind of a low-scoring game. It but, was. Uh, it was ugly. It wasn't good for either yeah. team. Really. That was just like <laughs> the Michigan-Michigan State game the first right. time. Neither team played good. One team got the win. Yeah, it's just kind of the other team lost it compared to exactly. know, Northwestern or State won Mitch. I think for both teams they're both very very different but yeah they're like not like with Michigan State I think you knew with everyone they graduated these young freshmen they have playing especially like Miles Bridges I think you see a downhill slope for them a little bit this season and if you look at their schedule they had before they had Big Ten I mean they played Kentucky Duke mm-hmm. and Baylor all those three teams I mean for a freshman mm-hmm. I mean it's going to take a while to rebound from that and I think now they're finally healthy. They're rolling. Is getting them in the right direction. Mm-hmm. As for Michigan, you're very upperclassman oriented, especially with Walton Jr. and Irvin. Mm-hmm. It's kind of expected, and they're finally catching on, trying to play catch up. If right. I had a bet on one team right now, if one was to be out, one to be in, it's a toss up to me. But I would go with State personally, just because of Izzo over Beeline. Yeah, I, I mean, think I think also like the talent yeah. level too. That's, that's, just, so? that's, that's just my personal opinion. I mean, just young talent though. It's not like it's not like experienced talent, you know. That's true, but also experienced talent hasn't gotten Michigan very far the past has few not, years either. Has yeah, but what about what about that route? You know, it, you got to look at that. It, like, it, it was looked, kind of a blowout. It finally looked like a senior team. If we're speaking of that game, that actually could win. But I mean, I think games like tonight are really going to prove a lot to me. Of course, you know, like I said, we're recording this before, so we don't know the result. Right. Um, Michigan looks good right now. They look like a team they that is, you know, playing on top of their head, and it's it's all off Derek Walton right now. A lot of them are shooting well. Wagner's playing good. Mm-hmm. Wilson's playing good. Yeah, I really like Zach Irvin is still in his hole. Don't know where he is right now. You can't blame <laughs> it on the flu anymore. The guy's just a, a mess up. He shouldn't. Yeah. I, I can't believe he was a five star recruit. Right. But um, to be completely honest, he just frustrates me. But Walton is finally that one guy this year that is. You know, turned it on for them. They've been waiting for it for so long out of him, and he's finally put his head down. He's playing really good basketball right now. Mm -hmm. Um, Michigan does look like that better team, but like I said, if I mean, if you had to say it right now, like obviously where we're at in the season, Michigan's a better team. They with where Mm -hmm. they, I mean, they'll win. Yeah, yeah. I can see where you're coming from though with where Michigan State would go further because right now they're starting to gain a little bit of momentum with the wins that they're getting in conference. I and they have an easier end of the schedule that can do a lot of confidence for you when you go into the Big Ten tournament and then further out probably the. Right now, two weeks ago, we were talking about this. Right, I thought neither ago. team would make the tournament. Right, right now, I got both teams making the tournament. Yeah, so I think so they can both lots finish of the change. Good lots of change. Yes, with I mean, Michigan plays Wisconsin and Purdue and Northwestern. Mm-hmm. Those are three teams. You get one win against those and win the rest of the games you're supposed to, like Minnesota, yeah, should be Nebraska, and Rutgers. Then they're they're probably in the tournament at that yeah. point. Yeah, I um, think they'd need to steal one against either Wisconsin or. Yeah, Purdue. exactly. And Michigan State, they just got to keep piling up wins. It's it's really not a matter yeah. of who they beat at this point. Obviously, their reputation is going to get them where they want to be. As pathetic as that is, but they they have <laughs> yeah. Purdue, Nebraska, Wisconsin, and Maryland, Illinois still on their schedule. Wisconsin mm-hmm. and Maryland, that's a chance for them to be able to get a win versus a ranked team. Because if I'm not mistaken, and my you know my records indicate it right. 
Michigan State still has not beat a ranked team this season. Nope. Yeah, and I, don't, that, I don't think they have. That is where it still just, you know, mind boggles me to the fact that they yeah, are they're considered still so high in the still, NCAA tournament. Yeah, yeah, I know I mean, they played a tough uh, off-season schedule, but if you don't beat any of those teams, exactly, what is that? Exactly. I mean, if you haven't beat any yeah, ranked teams, yep. where does it put you right now? But regardless, they are where they are. If they do win, I mean, they got they got Purdue coming up here. Um, I think it's on Saturday at four. Uh, yeah. That's gonna that's gonna be a big game for them. I mean, yeah, that, that's that's, that's a, the kind that's of game for be them a telling game. that could you know get you the win, put you over the hump. Right. Um, but if I had to pick which team's gonna go further in the tournament or at least like get there, I it burns me to say, it, but I would say Michigan State. Yeah. I I do think that they're really? they're probably a team that could go further in the tournament. I I love Walton right now. I love Walton right now, yeah. but I remember the past three years of watching him, where he's either been injured and he hasn't played that well. He's never played this well in his career. No. Yeah, he's, he's keep, at the top of his. Keep proving you know, me wrong, wrong, Derek. Right if for whatever now. reason you pick up this podcast and listen to it, keep <laughs> keep proving me wrong. That's for sure. But I'm I'm just saying right now, I can see Michigan flopping, being a team that doesn't hit their threes in a tournament game and then loses. Mm-hmm. Right now, Walton is making you up for that. You, what I saw against Indiana, do either one of you guys watch that game? Yeah, I did get a chance. I to. watched that game. Okay, in the second half. Michigan shot the lights out in the first oh, half, playing did. great. Yep. Second they half, great. they come out and they miss like their first seven shots, mm-hmm. six of them being three pointers. Typical Michigan right. over the Streaky. past three years when you know Trey Burke and all those guys have left. Yeah. Instead of letting them get back in the game, and you know it's kind of where the rails would just fall off for Michigan in the past years. Mm-hmm. They locked on play defense, and they only allowed uh, uh, yeah, Indiana I'm, to essentially get a two zero run right. on something that could have been. An eight yeah, run or something been, else. It could have been bad if they didn't lock down. Exactly. Play defense. I remember that exactly. They're missing a lot of shots out of the break, and you know they really got down there, and got to the other end after they missed their shots and played good defense. So that that really saved them. That was a telling stretch for Michigan. Exactly, and it, it proves kind of where they're at right now as a team. It's a little bit different. Right. Um. So I guess for the future right now, I wanted to say like what what for one, where do you guys think Michigan State goes from here? With probably Miles Bridges leaving, but a lot of them coming back. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think the end of this season could do for the future of Michigan State basketball? You know, I think for Michigan State, they always they always have a lot of good recruits coming in almost every year because Izzo is such a big name, and you know Michigan State's you know um, pretty good basketball school nowadays. And yeah, Dan uh, Dockett learned not to uh, to to uh, right. take him off. That's for sure. Yeah, that's day. for sure. And but. Um, like I said again, they always have a lot of a lot of good recruits. I don't think they'll struggle too much if Miles Bridges leaves. Um, I think his season so far has been a bit of a letdown. I'm not gonna say it was like huge a huge disappointment or something. He showed his talent, but he's definitely got a long way to, long way to go before he before he gets in the league. And uh, I think I that, that they'll be fine because they're gonna have some returning guys, and they're gonna have you know some young guys like they had this year. Um, I think they're going to be all right, especially under the great coach of Tom Izzo. Like, great coaches they really show, especially um, in college. College, um, since there's so many players, you know, leaving even after four years, you know, you got to have a great coach that will stick in there and it'll really uh, get your chemistry down with your players. And that, that's what Izzo's had to learn this year. He yeah. hasn't had a team this young, if you ask me, in whatever amount of time. Um, Miles Bridges – I think he's gone. Personally, the reason I say that is just because if you're a possible lottery pick, you're going to the NBA. It's right. so much guaranteed money. It's unreal. <laughs> if Tom exactly. tried to tell him to stay, honestly, you'd kind of be, you know, yeah, I, I, do, yeah, telling him the wrong way to go. And if insulted. you ask me, yeah, no, yeah, I mean, for sure. And I mean, if you ask me, yes, he's a very inconsistent player that needs to keep growing. But mm-hmm. Mitch, what do you think the end of the season does for Michigan State? Um, 
I think it's a good year just to, get, to learn everything. I mean, they've lost a lot of really good talents playing the NBA right now the past couple of years, especially last year you lost Valentine. That was a hard baby team for about two, three solid years. Yeah. They were going to be just fine. Izzo always finds this one like lump of coal turns into a diamond somehow. And with as much as they lost yep. this past few years, you know, it's going to take a while to get that back. But in my opinion, I don't think Bridges – I think Bridges stays. I don't think – I don't – I think with the injuries and the inconsistency, I don't think he's a lottery pick. It's my really. personal opinion. No, well, I'm, not, yeah. I'm not guaranteeing that he will. No. I'm just saying, like, right. the possibility of Yeah, that. if, if he, he is a lottery pick, if people see him as a lottery pick, he'll he'll go into the NBA. Absolutely. He just got to test his waters. Like, it's just like, like the same situation that Marcus Keenan is in right now. You yeah, know? Exactly. He's having such a great season. He's got to go this, you know, after this summer, and he's got to go test those NBA waters to see if he's coming back or not. There's, you know, there's no other option. You just have to, you just have to see if you can make it. You know, if I were him personally, I wouldn't hire an agent. I mean, yeah, I mean, going yeah. to draft, see what status is, and if you don't like it, like, let's say you went up in some little crappy NBA team. I mean, I'm, I'm not familiar with the standings, <laughs> right? But like, if he wants to be in Orlando somehow, it's like. You know, one more year at Michigan State wouldn't be that bad. Yeah, yeah. no, exactly. Yeah. And if he if he wants to think about it from a player standpoint, I think he needs to stay there no matter what because he's not. Yeah, he's, he doesn't play defense. He doesn't play yeah. good Absolutely. defense on exactly. one side of the ball. He was guarding Duncan Robinson when I went to the game against Michigan. That told me right there how little of faith Izzo actually has on him on defense. Nothing against right. Duncan, but Duncan yeah. and Bridges, that's a completely different two types of players. So, exactly. you know, guarding a, a big guy like that, guarding a guy on the perimeter. Yeah. But, um, no, I, I – for me, I think that the end of the season um, definitely does a lot for Michigan State. I think no matter what, they still get the recruits that they're going to get yeah, in the they're future. Yeah, they're going to have a good year. That, good yeah, that, that doesn't really change. But I think a lot of these guys are going to come back. Michigan State's still going to have a really good nucleus next year to be able to work around. Mm-hmm. And I think going into the Big Ten tournament and the NCAA tournament, they need to win some games because that gets a lot of experience for these guys moving forward. That's what these guys need to see. If they – if they finish the season in a dud somehow, and I don't think they will, but if they did and they ended up losing like the next four out of six games, you know, with like one more upset in there, they may not get in the NCAA tournament unless they make a run in the Big Ten tournament. It's crazy to say that about Michigan State, but yeah, that's, that's exactly. where they're at right now. And I think that's these guys need to finish the year on a positive note. They need to beat a team like a Purdue, Wisconsin, or Maryland, kind of the same both missions mm-hmm. in, just to be able to get them over the hump and they need to make the tournament. It's key for Izzo to get that team past the first round, at least it was some sort of NCAA tournament experience. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. And now I'll ask you guys the same question, but with Michigan. Their recruiting has not been as good, obviously. Yeah, I mean, they, they still get good recruits for where they are. I will always get beeline yeah. credit for that because he has to recruit against Tom Izzo, which is mm-hmm. one of the toughest tasks you could possibly ask in college basketball. I mean, it doesn't get much harder than that. Exactly. Um, I guess we'll start with you this time, Mitch. Where do you, where do you think Michigan goes from here? How important is the end of the season – for it's, them. it's crucial, especially losing guys like Walton Irvin. Graduation. Yeah. You have Wagner left. But who knows? Maybe he might go pro too. I mean, I'm not big on college basketball by no means. So yeah. <laughs> I'm not the most educated person to talk about this. But <laughs> I think if next se- like if next two years don't go well for Michigan, it'll be a new coach at U of M. In my personal opinion. No, yeah, I, I agree with that 100. Yeah, I yeah I can see that happening too. I know I know Michigan has a, you know. In recruiting, they didn't do, you know, as well as I kind of hoped for. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's understandable, you know, being in the state with uh, Tom Izzo. But they they did get, you know, the forward from Kalamazoo. Uh, I think it was a four-star, Isaiah Livers. And then um, the other guard, Jordan Poole. Um, I've heard good things about him, too. So, I mean, hopefully they do well next year. And uh, I think... I think that they're losing, you know, big time player in uh, Derek Walton Jr. and that'll hurt a lot. It will. So it's gonna, it's gonna take. It will. 
it's going to, you know, I don't think they're going to um, be very good at the start of the season. But after some of these guys, you know, after some of the new guys and some of the guys that didn't get a lot of playing time this year, uh, get a little experience, I think they'll start to get better at the end of the season, kind of like we saw uh, this year with um, the older guys. And we, we're starting to see some flashes now with Xavier Simpson. He's actually coming out and playing some better basketball. He has these past couple of weeks. Yep. You know, he, he's going to be the guy taking that role next year. He knows that. Mm-hmm. That's personally to me why people like Spike Albrecht decided to actually leave. He had the chance to come back, but he decided to leave because I think they knew that they wanted uh, Xavier to be able to get some time in the lineup because he's right. going to be replacing Derek. Um, but I I think this end of the season is crucial for Michigan's period or se- yeah. or future seasons period because. You're, you're talking about a team already that's struggling to recruit. You're talking about a team that's lost, and it was awesome to finally see them win, but you're talking about a team that's lost their last five or six against Michigan State mm-hmm. already. Hasn't been looking that good for them. I think right now this this uh, or this program is in trouble. Um, yep. It's it's very, it's very, it's going to be essential for them to be able to find a way to get wins um, coming down the stretch here to be able to get to the NCAA tournament again to be able and maybe make a run because – I mean, I, you see a lot of the quotes lately with everything. They they think that they can go further than that. Well, they need to do that because they need yep, to make a run in the Big Ten tournament, and they need to make somewhat. Now, I'm not even saying necessarily Sweet Sixteen, but they they got to they got to win a couple, a couple games. Yeah, I the, think if they go out right away, then I don't see Beeline being there for much longer. No, and as sad as that is, that is how it would probably go. John mm-hmm. John Beeline's a great coach, and I I know people criticize him <laughs> for what he is, and it's it's whatever, but. Michigan basketball is at a low standard right now. It needs to be higher. Yeah. You know, you get into the tournament, you're considered something good. Mm-hmm. When you're in the same conference as Michigan State and all these other great Big Ten teams, you right. know, not this year, obviously, but in years past, to be able to make the tournament six out of eight years, the team like Michigan that came out of sanctions and everything back when Tommy Amaker mm-hmm. was there, yep. it's it's really impressive to me to be able to see that. And if he gets them back this year at seven out of nine, which I think he will, it's hard for me to be able to just say let go of Beeline that easily. But if he has another mm-hmm. dud year next season and it looks like there's nothing on the positive, you got to eventually make a change. And that, right. and that that's how it was kind of with like Brady Hoke and Michigan football. He had that yeah. year where he did good, and they made the Sugar Bowl, and they won that, and then everything after that was a dud. You're like, okay, mm-hmm. we got to eventually move on. You know, I'm just going to come on and say it, go on the record, just say this. If they don't make the tournament this year, he's down. In my personal opinion, you, you think he's? You I think, think he's he's he'll right be now. fired all, all, like already. Like I, I what? Know. What if another season though? Like that. You know, I, I look at a guy like Zach Griffin or Derek Walton, like, you know, they're good players, but they're not great. No, they didn't develop. They're not, they're not great. They exactly. That's the, that's, the, that's, the, that's why Izzo keeps finding success. Mm-hmm. He doesn't always get big-name recruits because his face said they're one and done. Yeah. Like, it's like Zach Randolph. Yeah. He finds a way to take these two or three-star recruits and build them up into superstars. Look at, like, a Draymond Green or Adrian Payne. Exactly. Oh, I agree with that. Who is that Michigan's roster? It. He's proved it. Who is that Michigan's roster? Zach Griffin's a five-star recruit, and you just said... He's not. He hasn't done anything for exactly. me since he's been Walton there. Exactly. Walton, maybe puts up twelve a game. Yeah, I maybe. Mean, he's doing. He's doing. Out, he's playing he's out of his head right recently. now. He's he scoring like over recently. twenty points a game. Yeah, right but now. the cornerstones. He's on a streak for sure. The cornerstones of your team can't perform. No, it's true. I mean, well, one of them is right now, so I can't say that he isn't. But yeah, in the past, I know exactly what you mean, man. I'm a, I follow them. I follow them very closely, and it's been yeah. frustrating to me for the past exactly three years to even watch them play. So yeah. to, I mean, to, I mean, last year's last year I gave him a little bit of lenience. You lose Spike Albrecht and Karis LeVert to start the season. That kind of hurts a little mm-hmm, bit. Exactly. Well, that's both your senior guys. I can't blame Beeline for that. And he's had to deal with a lot of injuries. It was two years ago when it was Karis and Walton. So, I mean, right. he's had to deal with his fair share of injuries that I don't think Tom is really yeah, to deal I, with. I, but I, at, at the same time, that's where they're at right now. I think Michigan needs to be better down the stretch. Yeah, I, I agree with that. But I, I don't think – I think, uh, you know, if they don't make the tournament this year or if they do and, you know, get bounced, like, early – 
I think I think they give him one year, one more year, and that's going to be the year. You know, yeah. that's telling I him think he's so going to stay for a while. I think while. he's definitely back another year. Yeah, I think I think he's definitely back another year. But after that, you know, I couldn't I couldn't tell you what happens. Um, I think he's earned that to be back for one year. You know, getting getting them to the tournament like you said so often after you know the state of that basketball team after the last coach left. Oh, they were at. And um, he's had to deal with a lot of injuries, but. I think you know the deal with Irvin is just I don't even have you know any respect for his game anymore. <laughs> no, just, it's hard. He to. is a dud. I don't think he's gonna go anywhere. You know, basketball wise. Maybe Europe. No. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Exactly. Something At best like that, case maybe. scenario. I hopefully he like, has a good degree. That's yeah. that's really all. I yeah, say, I'm just but. hoping that you know his GPA is, <laughs> is respectable, so he he'll do well. All right. Well, maybe just not basketball wise. That, that'll pretty much do it for us in this segment. Um, we'll see what Michigan does tonight. They play Wisconsin. It's a big game in, at Chrysler Center. Um, they need that win desperately. Uh, Michigan State, to me, that really looks like they just got to win their games. They're supposed to win to win out. Um, when we come back here from a commercial break, we're gonna have a special guest who used to sit in this podcast room with me, um, talking some sports at you. We're gonna talk some Michigan State football because that issue is something that's still going on over there with the suspensions. And then we're also going to go into some Pistons and Red Wings talk later in the show. You're listening to Unsportsmanlike Conduct. No one likes to be known as a one-trick pony, and neither do we. That's why we like to say we know how to save you money on things like ink cartridges, computer repairs, software installation, and virus and malware removal. Still not impressed? If you can't make it to our store, we even offer delivery for our ink cartridges. Because at O-Ink, we cut the fat off of ink prices and much more. Hey guys, if you're liking this podcast and others, always check us out on iTunes or SoundCloud where you can download and listen to us and stream us live. You can also check us out at cm-life.com. Be sure to check out our Facebook and our Twitter for more information on podcasts and other entertainment on campus. And welcome back everybody to Unsportsmanlike Conduct and... Our special guest here that we have coming in, he now works for Maze and Brew, and he's also doing some stuff for M Live. He used to sit in this podcast room with me, invited me on the show, actually. Von Lozon. So, Von, how you doing today? I'm doing good, and it's good to be back on the show. How are you guys doing today? <laughs> we're, we're doing yeah, great. Too, it's man, always you know. great when I'm talking sports with you like we used to. So, um, I guess going back on the uh, Michigan-Michigan State topic, which we were just on a little bit in basketball, um, both teams, Von, right now seem to kind of be – on a little bit of an up. I mean, they both have won their past couple games. Obviously, Michigan's playing tonight. We're recording before that starts, so we don't know the result. Um, I guess I just want to ask where, you know, personally, you watching Michigan basketball, keeping up with them, where do you think, uh, or how important do you think the end of the season is to them for moving forward with their future, and where do you see them ending at this year? Well, the ending of any regular season and going into uh, the conference tournament, is all, it's always important. Uh, but more so for Michigan this year, I, I don't remember there ever being really a season of, of Michigan basketball in, uh, in recent memory where you had so many ups and downs. Uh, at the beginning of the year, they had uh, some really good wins. They beat uh, SMU, who is now ranked, uh, and they had another, uh, a couple other good wins there early on, and then they really started to fall off. Uh, they had some pretty bad losses. They lost to Illinois. They lost to Michigan State on the road. Uh, they, they had some other really bad losses in there. Uh, Zach Irvin has not really mm-hmm. been himself lately. But uh, Derek Walton stepping up has really been the key 
for Michigan as of late. Uh, he actually only needs two rebounds tonight uh, to have 1,000 points, 500 rebounds, and 400 assists That's at the up. University of Michigan. That'd be great. Right. Yeah, so uh, yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll see if he can do that. But, but uh, yeah, I mean, it, it is extremely important to finish the season on a high note. And going into this game against Wisconsin, we will definitely see which Michigan team we get, either the Jekyll or the Hyde. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. No, I couldn't agree with you more there. I think I think tonight's like really key to see where they end up at the end of the season. We're gonna see if this Michigan team that we've seen the past couple of games is actually for real to, you know, finish this way. Right. And uh so Vaughn, I guess, um going on the other topic with Michigan State, um they they've won their past couple after getting, you know, obliterated by Michigan. Um where you know, they they got a couple tough games against Purdue. Wisconsin, Maryland end the season, but other than that, you know, the wins are kind of in front of them. Seems to be their projected in the tournament right now already. Um, where do you where do you see this season kind of going for them? I think it's kind of been the same for Michigan State, too. I mean, they early on in the season, you know, a lot of the uh, blame right now is, is on their early season schedule. Uh, they played Arizona to begin the season. They played Kentucky. They played a lot of really tough teams, and they lost to most of those really tough teams. They also played Baylor and Duke, who they uh, both lost to. So that kind of derailed their confidence a little bit and the fact that most of their starting five are extremely young players. Mm-hmm. Uh, Miles Bridges is a freshman. He's an insanely talented uh, basketball player who will be in the NBA next season. Uh, but he, he just can't carry the team on his back for every single game. So they've had some uh, pretty bad losses, too. They've lost to Indiana, who has not been themselves. they lost to Penn State. Uh, like you said, they got railed by Michigan not too long ago. So they've kind of been up and down as well. So it's, it's a very similar situation for the Spartans. Like you said, they play Wisconsin uh, coming up here in 10 days, I believe, and then they end the season at Maryland, and Maryland is looking as good as any Big Ten team right now. Uh, they're competing with Wisconsin for that top seed for the Big Ten tournament, and we'll see which one of those two teams get it. Uh, but yeah, it's been very similar for Michigan State, and if they're able to get into the Big or into um, the NCAA tournament, uh, don't be surprised if they go on a run. You know, Tom Izzo, he, he always gets the magic going in March. Uh, so you never know what to expect out of Michigan State come uh, tournament time. For sure, for sure, and I, I couldn't agree with that more. They're a team that always comes alive in March. You really never know what's going to happen. Yep. But, um, you know, speaking more in Michigan State, I guess uh, nothing really does surprise us at this point after the 3-9 and football season. <laughs> um, they, they, didn't end, they didn't end it great there, um, and obviously after their recruiting got, you know, destroyed by Michigan and Harbaugh, you know, getting the top six players in the state and everything else that Michigan has recruited, um, this whole thing right now with the players uh, getting suspended over a sexual assault uh, investigation, you know, the three football players and then the one staff member. I believe the name's been announced now, but I don't have it in front of me. Um, Dylan, did you get that? Uh, yeah, the staff member is... I'm sorry, one sec. I thought you had that up. Here we are. Um, yeah, Curtis Blackwell, who is the team director of college advancement and performance, and he helps out with recruiting. He's uh, the uh, the coach who was um, suspended. For but, sure. What do you think about that, Vaughn? Well, whenever you get something like this, it's obviously a real bad look for not only the football team but also the university. I mean, this is going to really draw recruits away from wanting to go to Michigan State. I'm If I was a parent 
and I had a child that wanted to play football for uh, for a university, I I would kind of be like, hey, maybe we should uh, not, you know, <laughs> not go uh, visit Michigan State this weekend. Maybe we should go somewhere else. Um, maybe Central Michigan University. Would be, <laughs> yeah, yeah, be a much there better choice, obviously, for a six and seven finish. <laughs> but 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 in all seriousness, this is going to draw recruits away. This is going to draw fans away. Uh, for for a, a little a little long time, I I think uh, it, depending on which players are the ones that are actually suspended. Uh, there have been rumors that uh, that uh, Donnie Corley is one of them, L.J. Scott is one of them, and those are key offensive players. Mm-hmm. If that's mm-hmm. the case, Very key. Uh, I, I can't see the uh, the team being much better next season. For sure, and. Yeah. I guess the other thing I wanted you to ask is, you know, you're you're covering a lot of Michigan stuff with football as well, and you're obviously very up to date on that. Um, yeah. When it when it comes to Michigan, Michigan State in the future here, Michigan right now looks like they're skyrocketing, going one direction, and Michigan State with this recent thing is plummeting even more underneath the ground right now. I, can Michigan State rebound from this and keep up with Michigan, or is this just going to be what we saw in the John L. Smith years and uh, just complete domination from Michigan? No, I, I think they can rebound from this solely because of the coach that Mark D'Antonio is. He he is nothing like John L. Smith. Yeah, John L. Exactly. Smith may be the worst football coach in uh, Michigan State's uh, history. <laughs> Very true. Uh, yeah, just knowing, knowing. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, we're just saying like that's that's yeah, I mean, that's true. Just that with him, is man. what it is. <laughs> gotcha. Got yeah, Mark D'Antonio is uh, no John L. Smith. He he knows how to how to work these things. He's a very smart guy. He's a good football coach, and he's a good person. I, I think, and I, I think that he can get this team going. I think he can really get uh, everyone involved uh, to to kind of be aware of uh, the situation, make sure that it doesn't happen in the future. It's a terrible, terrible thing that he probably should have been monitoring uh, at the start. But I think it's a learning experience for everybody. And I, I absolutely think that Michigan State can rebound. Uh, whether they will or not is a completely different opinion. Uh, but we'll see how long this actually goes for and how long uh, it takes for them to rebound from this. All right, Vaughn. Well, thanks for uh, giving us your insight yeah, on that. Uh, if you had to leave the people with uh, one word here, what would you say? Go blue, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Just like I thought it would be. No different. Right. But uh, thanks, Vaughn. We appreciate you coming yeah, on again. Thanks, um, See you, thanks for still listening to us. You know, I love keeping up with everything you're doing. Since you left here, you're doing a great job with all that stuff yeah. with MLive. So I'm, uh, I'm proud to say that I once was on a beat with you, my man. Well, thank you. I appreciate you guys bringing me on, and I love talking with you guys. I, I do listen to the podcast every week. I will be listening uh, tomorrow if it is uploaded tomorrow. Uh, so uh, keep it up, guys. You're all doing a great job covering uh, women's basketball, and Dylan's doing a killer job uh, for his first season with Unsportsmanlike Conduct. You're all doing great, and uh, good luck with the rest of the semester, boys. For sure, we appreciate man. it, man. Thanks, man. We'll we'll see you later. Jeff. All right, you got it. Take care. That's uh, that, that's a good guy right there. He knows what he's talking about. He knows a lot about yeah, sports. Good, good to hear from him. Uh, he's doing well. He, he seems like he's doing well. Yeah, know? for sure. He's really got it going in the career path that he wants to go. Hopefully he can get himself more involved with sports. Um, I know that's what he wants more of to get more away from the normal reporting. But anyways, at least that's what he left me with when he left here. Right. <laughs> um, so what we were talking about with that whole Michigan State thing, you know, he, Vaughn, he, he thinks that they can come back from this and, you know, yeah. you know, D'Antonio can immediately make a rebuild. I got to say I disagree with Vaughn on that. 
Right. Um, that was a hot take right there. It, it was. It was different, <laughs> and it, it's a good perspective. And Mark D'Antonio's a good coach. Don't get me wrong. He has been in the past years, but a 3-9 and nine dud kind of in the middle of your campaign doesn't usually happen. 3-9 and is right. usually the result of an end to something to me. Mm-hmm. And I'm not just saying this because I, you know, have liked Michigan. It's, it's just kind of how it looks right now because – Ever since that championship game when they got blown up by Alabama, nothing has went up for them. I need to see something, I guess, now for me to believe that they're going to be up again. How do you guys feel about that right now? You know, I think that, uh, you know, they, they ended last season 3-9, and nine, and, you know, that was awful already. And then for something like this to happen, you know, we didn't get the, the players' names released yet. Um, there's a speculation that it could be, you know, some of their best offensive players that they have coming back. Um you know, I don't see them coming back from this uh, right away. I don't see them coming back for this for, for probably another you know good good few seasons. Um, like you said, Mark D'Antonio, he's a he's a great great coach, and uh, I'm sure he'll handle it well. But I don't see you know unless unless he's fired, like I don't see them coming back from this for a, for a while. If he's fired, least, it doesn't help him in my opinion. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think they I don't think they should fire him, but. I mean, you know, he makes an argument to be fired. You know, he does. With the record, oh, yeah, definitely. With the record that they ended with and then, you know, stuff like this happening. I mean, if, he, if, if they have another – Michigan State has a new expectation of football. And if yeah. they have another season like they did last year, I think he's gone without question. I, I think it's not – and especially mm-hmm. with all this offseason stuff going on. Like right. People – People at universities like this get upset quickly. Like they don't, they don't take a long time to want things mm-hmm. to change. So if if he has another dud, four and twelve, three and nine, whatever it is, season, I I don't or I don't see him really sticking around much longer. Yeah, I totally agree with that. What do you think? Well, Mitch? here's the here's, here's thing for me. You cut me deep. I bleed maize and blue, but the entire side <laughs> of my family bleeds green and white. So for me personally, they started a lot of freshmen last year. They lost a lot of their line. They lose your quarterback. That's almost. Mm-hmm. That's almost near irreplaceable, especially in fact, Most position or important position in sports, if you ask me. So exactly. Yep, sure. And, you know, the Big Ten was ungodly loaded this year. Ungodly loaded. Mm-hmm. So 3-9 to me is like, okay, if it, they put, you put them in another conference, maybe Pac-12, you get 5-7, and 6-6 seven, six and six probably. For sure. Realistically. J- just like if you put, you know, Western Michigan in a real conference, they probably yeah. wouldn't have the season. <laughs> I, yeah, but, you know, exactly. Let's, let's, right. let's not get into that. For, me, <laughs> for me personally, um, he's a great coach. But if this fills up somehow to get even worse, I don't think the Antonio starts the season. Really? For me personally. It's not because of him. Like you're saying this year he doesn't you're come saying out. He gets not fired the, this summer. Not the head football coach. He could. This year. Who knows what happens. I mean, They're going to pull the trigger that quick. Okay, maybe if he got in trouble with something I'm, else. I'm, I'm, yeah. Yeah. Maybe, there. I, the only way if I can blo- see that if is blows if he's up. If this blows up, If this blows up worse than what it is. Yeah, like, if there's more names. That's That's, that's like where I'm getting that's at. a little bit different. But if it states the three names, you know, it's like, okay, well... You should have known about that slapping the wrist. With people, people make mistakes. I mean, it's like the exactly. whole thing with, I mean, okay, Brady Hulk's gone, but the whole thing with, like, yeah. you know, Frank Clark and that whole thing. And just, mm-hmm. uh, but every university has these kind of things happen. Yeah. But if this blows up so bad somehow, who, who, who gets the finger point at them most times? Oh, coach. The coach, exactly. Coach, coach. It's not his, it's, it's, I mean, it's not, I mean, he should, he should have known by what's going on. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think at this point, he stays. If, if, if they have another. Below five hundred season, he's gone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I I understand that completely. Yeah, unless he unless they find out through investigation that he's involved with this, you know, case somehow, exactly. like directly involved, other than that he's the coach of these guys. I mean, then obviously I think 
they would have to take action and fire him because, you know, there's no argument to keep him mm-hmm. on anymore if he was involved with something, you know, like a sexual assault case. Like Yeah, it's, it's bad. So yeah. If yeah. Antonio knew more about it or something like that, that's exactly. a completely different story to me. Right. If he doesn't, sometimes things happen. You yeah, can't, can't, think, you can't control people constantly. And that, that's no, he can't. A, a fact I think life. he's got to bounce back quick to save his job. Yeah, just but, on the field performance, yeah. yes. But mm-hmm. I don't think, you know, I don't think um, Michigan State's going to get uh, a lot better anytime soon. No, it's it's um, it's hard to see it. I mean, you know, it's not. I mean, you look at three and nine last year. What do they have coming in at quarterback this year? Some of the best talent they just had is in the rumor of who's getting suspended right now. Exactly. Right. That that doesn't help your cause. And I mean, you're you're going against a team right now, Michigan, that is literally on. I mean, on top of the college. Yeah, they, they could Michigan hasn't higher. even won anything yet. That is serious, and they still find themselves in the topic of hot conversation all the time mm-hmm, because exactly. of. What they're doing. I mean, it's. I mean, they lose three games last year by a total of five points. So I mean, that's it's. A, yeah. It's a different Michigan. Is they're going to be they here for a long time. Last year. Yeah. They're yeah. going to be at the top. And, for and, a while. The, and they're back to where they are. And the recruits keep coming in. You know, the whole thing with Michigan State needs more respect. And they have three star recruits that they turn into five star. Last mm-hmm. year that finally didn't work out for Mark Antonio. And I don't know if it'll keep working out it's not something i don't know if he can consistently keep doing yeah it's gonna at the, it's gonna be at a the university thing, it's know? when you go three and nine and then you're having issues like this it's very tough to bounce back and get your program back the thing good. is over yeah, me totally when agree. you look at three nine season like okay you look back when they first lost cousins they went six and six that mm-hmm. year at struggle quarterback it's very similar to that except back then the big 10 was nowhere near as stacked as it is today yeah especially yes. michigan penn state ohio state Nowhere near the same level. Exactly. Yeah. No. For sure. Michigan was in a down, and the, Michigan State was the king of the world there for a while. I mean, right. seriously, they were the only team that could beat Ohio State. I mean, that that's just that's where they were. But yeah. right now, I mean, I, if you had to ask me coming into the season, I personally think right now Wisconsin is my favorite to win the Big Ten. I know it's a wild card, mm-hmm. but they have a lot of a lot of players coming back. Well, a lot of other teams lost players. I. Ohio State will be right there with them, but I don't think JT Barrett's actually that good of a quarterback. I think they get upset at some point during the season by another team. No, mm-hmm. I, I still say Ohio State's a front Ohio runner. State, they're they're a front runner. No, no, no they, they will be. No doubt they whatsoever. Will be. They will be, but I'm gonna I'm I'm going off topic and I'm yeah. thinking Wisconsin. Next yeah, year, I think I agree with that because Wisconsin is always that team where you count them out right away. You know, they're no, yeah, getting no. like an early loss and then they're still hanging around there at the end of the season, and then they end up going and winning like a big bowl game or they're they're out here you know upsetting big teams you know good teams. So I think Wisconsin, they in in the Big Ten, especially in football, they just can't be forgotten. No, for oh, sure. They're, they're, they're going to be around. They're going to hang around. They're going to play. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just saying this year, coming back, because last year everybody knew the actual Big Ten championship game was Michigan-Ohio State. It wasn't Wisconsin right. and Penn State. Yeah, come on. But this year, that's actually more of a realistic thing. I don't think you can just throw Michigan <laughs> – Ohio State and I mean Michigan State no but those two yeah. teams you can't just throw them at the top of the conversation right, right now I mean it's sad that you already got to say one year after this that Michigan State's probably not going to be there but mm-hmm. regardless let's switch gears a little bit yep. let's start talking some other stuff because we are running yeah, out of time been. on the podcast <laughs> right um we want to talk some Detroit sports because right now with the death of Mike Illich that was that was very tough for me to handle personally because mm-hmm. I have been a Detroit sports fan since I've been a kid I love the Tigers. I love the Red Wings and what he was able to do in his time there. Unreal. The guy gave more than he got, in my opinion, um, with the way, you know, the Tigers never actually won a World Series for him. He did get a lot of the Red Wings of the four Stanley Cups. But moving on from that, 
his uh, Detroit Red Wings haven't exactly been uh, playing in spite of him lately. It has <laughs> yeah, been horrible sure. since the All-Star break. Mm-hmm. Um, they they started with – because, you know, going to the break, they were at least getting overtime, getting some of these points. It looked good. And then they come back, they win a couple games, and now they find themselves on a four-game losing streak. Mitch was at the game last night, so, you know, kind of perfect that we asked him to be on this today and we are going to bring up this topic. Mitch, what did you see last night, and what are you seeing right now from the Red Wings? Well, first things first, back to the Illich point, they had a very nice tribute before the game. He got a two-minute standing ovation. Oh, the entire stadium was erupted. And I, think it's, I had Blues mm-hmm. fans in front of me and next to me, and they were up cheering too, which I thought was very classy. Did you already have tickets like before last night, or did you? Like, oh, I, I got them. For, I got them for Christmas. So lucky you, because like, yeah. I mean, not to say this exactly. is a good thing, but, but wow, it probably <laughs> cost a lot of money. For me with right. the Wings, you can't just say it's been crap since the All Star break. It's been crap all, all year. Se- oh yeah, all season. Oh yes, it's been pathetic. Like you got a new coming in with Dad Suk retiring. Okay, is they're gonna struggle a bit? Did I think they'd struggle this bad? No way. If you look right now, I guarantee they're dead last in the that's, East. That's what I was going The only right teams now. that are worse than them right now, in my memory right now, would be Colorado and Arizona. Yeah, I mean. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, it's, it's, they've been on a few runs this year. You know, they put together a few A wins. couple, like, wins. Well, look, yeah. they might have been better. And that was right before the All-Star break was the like, one. Yeah. Kind of and then after like, that, you know, like, they would just fall right back off yep. again. And I don't think, you know, they're having a bad season. They lost a lot of talent. Like like you were saying with with Datsuk and you know some other guys, but they just got to be better. You, you, you're talking about the wheels are falling off this team, and it has been for a few years now. If you ask me, it's been going yeah. down. It hasn't been going up ever since the series that I hate to remember when they lost the Blackhawks. Don't go there. Yeah, Don't exactly. Go there. <laughs> it's it's the worst thing to remember. But that that was a year when they were still looked promising, going towards the future. And since then, it has not been. It's been downhill. When Mike Babcock left, that's when I really started to get nervous for this team and where they were going to go. Because, I mean, look where he's got the Leafs right now. But and, and, and not, a, not a great team, but they're sitting in a playoff spot. And the Red Wings are dead last in the division, down by nine points to them. Mm-hmm. That's in the second year of Babcock. Is it more Blash Hill right now than anything else, or is it just the pure talent that isn't putting enough out, I guess? Because I still see this team as a team that has talent. These guys did things in the playoffs yeah, they, a couple years yeah. ago. Peter Morazic proved that he could play in big games, and now it's just like, what are these guys doing? I think, personally, they well, if you do well, you're not going to get big-name talent, flat out. Mm-hmm. That's what Toronto has right now with Babcock, but there's someone else pulling the strings behind the scenes that really kind of limited Babcock and is limiting Blash what he's doing, Yeah, and that's Ken Holland. Holland exactly, I was going to For me, personally, I mean, look at the talent he's trying to bring in, okay? You got Nyquist is a minus four right now. Yep. Tatar is minus seven. Abacator minus 13, overpaid by a mile. So it's Oh, yes, place. unreal. Brennan Smith's minus uh, one. He has not developed at all. Mrazic has three goals against average over three. The Kaiser, my boy, is a <laughs> minus 15. Shane's yeah. minus 20, hasn't scored all year. I mean, and Larkin's minus 18, and NSC is minus four. This is supposed to be your core in the future. I know. This I is know. supposed to be, like, your next, like, Eisenman and Fedorov and everything. And... It's just a massive polished turn in front of our faces in Joe Lewis Arena. Exactly. There's no other way to put it. This core that Holland's tried to develop to rebuild on the fly is flopping so horribly. That's been the problem with those two teams right yeah. now, the Tigers and the Red Wings. They're both trying to rebuild on the fly, and it's not getting them anywhere. Exactly. And, you know, I, I, I look at it right now. Mitch, you're, you're very right on all those points. That That is where it's at right now. The thing is, to me, what really frustrated me about Ken Holland this summer he made some terrible moves, in my opinion, with what he did. Well, Vanek was good. Vanek was, I mean, I, I don't know if he's still hurt. I haven't been keeping up. Do you know if he still is right now? Is he played he, last night. He did? Okay. He did not um, look good. But no, yeah, like, exactly. And he, and he was on a hot streak for a while. It looked like a great sign in the offseason. But he hasn't 
okay, a guy like Mike Illich, and I've, I've followed Detroit sports enough now, especially the Detroit Tigers, he'll spend the money if you give if you show him that you're going to go out and get something. He said last year, and I know Upton wasn't the greatest, but when they went out and got Upton, he said, go out and get me a left fielder. I don't care who it is. Get me whatever you got to get. And that, and they went out and got it. This offseason, they didn't do that. They signed a guy like Steve Ott when they have people like Mantha in the in the you know in the realm. So that to me, I think the offseason is what frustrated me more than anything else. Ken Holland, but he's got these young guys and he's not bringing anybody else in to help him. He's just kind of putting a lot on their shoulders. If you ask me, I know they proved they could do a lot in the past, but they did that with veteran people. I mean, Zetterberg's actually not having the worst years here. He's playing. He's playing pretty good. Yeah, he's a good score. Yeah, exactly. And. Datsuk obviously was falling off, but still, they just had other pieces around that were better. Cronwall is a, a a lost name now. He's a forgotten one too. He's fallen off, and it's just frustrating, I guess, to me. Well, I, I can't figure this team out. Well, back to your point with like like maybe baseball give me left fielder. Hockey's a totally different beast with the salary. Oh, I know, I know. It's, and it's if a you lot look at, I mean, yes. the Steve contract you say was bad, but it's eight hundred thousand. It's like literally like a little piece of dust. Yeah, I know, I know. Dirt. It's like nothing. But I if you look that. back to like Stephen Wise. Injury problem. Still signing five-year, five-mil deal. We're going to be paying for that buyout until 2021. Yeah, I know. And it's The best players he's had the past two years have been Mike Green and Thomas Fanek. Those are both free agent signings. Yeah, yeah. Detroit exactly. has not had a 30-goal scorer since O.A.B. and then pushed the finals. Yep. They haven't had a player that's hit my average close to a point a game since that season did in that lockout season. It, so it, it's just, it still boggles me the fact that these players that rely on are flopping so badly and nothing's getting done about it. Yeah, make a move. Change. Right. Sell. Exactly. Do whatever you got to do. Exactly. I mean, do whatever you got to do for your future because it's it's the Red Wings' ego at this point yeah. that they can't drop. They can't drop the 25 years. They're going to, but they can't mm-hmm. drop themselves personally. They, they won't believe it till they see it on paper, till the season is yep. done, even if they're eliminated yeah. with 20 games to go. They won't believe it on paper until they are actually out of the playoffs. And mm-hmm. they need to realize this team sucks. It isn't where it needs to be. Kind of need to forget about it. But the worst part about this, though, there's only, like, Four or five names you can legit like legit trade, not ruin your franchise. Like Vanek, he's gone the deadline without doubt. Nyquist and the Tar teams have talked to them. Chicago's had interest in both, but they won't give a first rounder. And then Jimmy Howard teams desperate for a goalie for about the next two yeah. years. That's about it. It's but, unreal. But other than that, I mean, you're just you're the Red Wings. Away. They look like trash right now. That's what they are. Right, they're having some the, problems right now. Switching gears, I want to go quick into this so we can get something on this too, Dylan. The Pistons. I know the you Pistons. watch them and keep up with them very heavy. Yep. Um, they're my team. They they've been playing they've been playing, I mean, not as bad lately, it looks like. Yeah. They've they've won their last three of five. They've picked it up um, a little bit. And it and it's or actually I correct that, four or six. Um they it and the, the most recent one coming on Wednesday, ninety eight ninety one against the uh the Mavericks. Right. They're they're still a team right now, if you ask me, that, you know, kind of is still trying to find a true identity. I don't think they really know what they are. Like, we thought that they had that coming into the season, and mm-hmm. obviously it's been a disappointment. They're probably still an eight seed right now, like, right? Aren't they? Yeah, like, right yeah. In that I'm pretty still? sure they're a seven I know they were in it, and I haven't, like, checked the standings yeah. the past couple days. I'm not sure if they're still there right now or not. Um, yeah. I guess... Dylan, where do you see this team going right now? Because obviously the you Red know, Wings are not going to give us anything that we want. The Pistons right now kind of have a load in their shoulders to at least yeah. make the playoffs and give us something. <laughs> the Pistons, they're in a tough spot right now. There's a lot of trade talk from Reggie for like Reggie Jackson because you know he's coming off the injury and he doesn't look the same Reggie Jackson. He doesn't look like the same Reggie Jackson as last year, which I think if if he never was injured and he was playing, you know, the way he was playing at the end of last year, we would have been, you know, right now we would probably be sitting at a 5-6, maybe even 4th seed um, over the Raptors. And I think that that's hurt him a lot. And 
further that, that's a lot of there's a lot of trade talk. You know, there's a lot of people out here who just want to dish Reggie Jackson because he's not playing. He's not playing like an 18 mil a year player. Uh-huh. He's uh, he's I think over the last last few games, you know, he's he only averaging like the other night. Yeah, he let him in scoring the other night, but uh, before that, he's had like 10 points a game. About no, I know, and uh, it's it's really just been ugly to watch. Ish Smith, I remember a stat that I saw. Ish Smith played. He came off the bench and played 31 minutes. Reggie Jackson started that game and played 17 minutes, and. That's where that's where I thought you know like if you're paying this guy 18 million for only 17 minutes worth of play on on the on the court like you got to get rid of him you got to you got to do something with him I don't think they're going anywhere you know deep in the playoffs there's no by no means they're, no. if they don't get like a five seed which is practically impossible at this point then they'll get bounced in the first round. The they're NBA's not going to be the Wizards. They're not going to be the Celtics. They're not going to be the exactly. Cavs. <laughs> the NBA's full of two superstar teams right now anyway. Yeah. That's really all I look at it as. So, like, you know, I I hate to say it, but I think they should, you know, keep Andre, of course. I don't know why people want to trade Andre Drummond. Like, the dude's only 23. I don't think they – I don't I don't think necessarily they want to trade him, but I can yeah. argue with you on that point, and I can say that he's a dud too. I mean, come on. Like, okay, he's gotten better he get, each year. He has year. an attitude, man, and he is supposed to be doing a lot better than he does in a lot of games. He just quits from what I see when I watch, and it really frustrates me. I he know that they don't have anything better. He quits, okay, this is this is how I fix the Pistons right now. This is a big contract. If I'm the GM, okay, this is how I fix the Pistons. I tell Stan Van Gundy to put more pressure on Andre Drummond. Mm-hmm. He needs to lead the team. He needs to, you know, be be a leader. I know he's 23 years old, but he's a backbone of your franchise here. You gotta, you gotta put it on him. You know, in these losses, you gotta, you gotta, you know, make sure he knows that you know it's on him. It's not on. It's not on you know guys that are coming off the bench. Guys like Ish Smith, who's just just doing his part and doing it well. Like he has to take a lot more responsibility. After that, I mean. We're gonna play out the re- if Reggie doesn't get you know traded here soon. We're gonna play out the rest of the regular season. Maybe get an eight seed. Maybe not. You make playoffs. We're a five hundred team right now, and um, I think you know I don't I don't see any trades during the season for Reggie Jackson. I mean the uh, Emmanuel Mudiay was rumored to be coming. Uh, Rick um, Rubio was rumored to be coming. Mm-hmm. Guys like that, but I don't think you know you can get something a little better. I think out of that, and there, you know, the draft coming up is just stacked with point guards, and just stacked with talent, you know. Um, overall, I think if we do make a move with Reggie and we, you know, decide that he's not coming back from this injury, I think we gotta wait till draft time, get a higher pick, and and snag one of those one of those really talented point guards who are coming out of college basketball, like because because Jr., Andre, right? yeah. <laughs> I'm just <kidding> <laughs> well, you know, like if this happens, you know, you, you can, you can do that. Um, you can you can bring on a rookie point guard behind Ish Smith, who's fully capable of operating a team, being a starter for at point guard for a basketball team, and he's shown that uh, plenty of times, even when in the time that he was with the Sixers. Uh, I think you get a guy in um, in, in the draft. You draft a guard, a guy who is going to have a lot of upside, and you you wait. You build you build your team around him and around Andre Drummond. He's only twenty three years old. He's got at least ten years left. I mean, like you got to you got to think of the future here. I don't think by any means Detroit is a win now team, 
And, uh, you know, if if they do think they're a win-now team somehow, you know, they're going <laughs> to keep Reggie Jackson because he's a win-now player. Yep. Um, but Andre Drummond, this year he's he's struggled. Um, it's kind of looked like every year since he's been drafted he's gotten better and better and better. But this year he kind of – it seemed like he hit, you know, a plateau a bit. You know, he, he hasn't gotten much better this year compared to the last year's. But this guy's got so so much playtime ahead of him. He's got so much time. Um, I think I think if we keep Andre, we keep building around him. You know, we got we got a little bit of trade value with guys like uh, John Luer or Marcus Morris. Like we can really do something in this upcoming draft. We can get a lot. We can get some good talent. I know we'll probably have we'll probably have a significant pick already. Like um, yeah. I think we can get a deal done. And uh, do it before the draft, and I think, I think it, we can only get better from here. I mean, we could get worse, you know, if we traded Drummond. I think that would be the worst thing for them to do. I agree. Um, you know, if we traded Reggie, though, I mean, I would be totally okay with it because Ish Smith is that kind of guy who you can rely on, and he showed that, especially in recent games. Um, ever since, you know, even even when we figured out Reggie Jackson wasn't going to play for the first, what, six weeks of the season, Ishmith came in here and he led this team, and he did well. Um, they had a good record when Reggie was gone, surprisingly. Like, they went 500, I think. They might have might have been, like, one or two games, even even above 500. So, mm-hmm. I think that that's the plan for them. I mean, Stan Van Gundy's got a lot of trust in the fact that Reggie – is you know still getting better after his injury but come on i mean like you got to get better soon i mean he's had a long time plus you know there was rumors that he could have been ready after four weeks but they gave him those extra two weeks off after you know he was injured and i think i think stan van gunny just has to put a lot more um responsibility on his star player like drummond and you at one point you just can't believe that he's going to come back from this injury like He's got to perform. He's got to be out mm-hmm. there on the court, and he's got to do well. Exactly. He's got to play like he, like he was at the end of last year. And, you know, at the end of last year, he was on fire. He led the you know NBA in scoring in the fourth quarter, and now this year, like he just looks like a dud. You know, so I think we have to do something about Reggie. Either you know Van Gunny has to come out and say get it together, or they have to trade him. But um, I don't really. You know the deadline's definitely coming up. I don't think Andre's going anywhere. There's no there's no teams that would give up. You know like maybe like the Suns with they wouldn't give up Devin Booker for Andre because you know they got Alex Len or like a team you know that that needs a center like um, for example the Trailblazers they they need a center but they wouldn't give up anybody significant like they of course they wouldn't give up Lillard or but McCollum. they wouldn't give up yeah. uh, McCollum. You know that he's too valuable to them so. I don't think any deals are happening with Andre, and I kind of like it that way because I like when teams, you know, build off of a big guy. But I think they really have to, really have to figure out their point guard situation right now. That is key, and it, I yeah. think I think it will be. Um, fortunately, we got to wrap it up. That is about all the time we got in the show. But we're gonna finish with our stud and dud like we usually do. Um, oh, yeah, Mitch, we'll start with you. Uh, stud and dud. All right, my stud. Um. The ageless wonder that is Yarmir Yager, 45th birthday yesterday, <laughs> scores his 19th point. Uh, the most by, sure. the most by active active one. player in the roster right now. Uh, the only person ahead of him is uh, Wayne Gretzky. Yeah, he's at 28.57. Um, Yager ain't gonna catch him. Then so. um, my dud, <laughs> um, Gustav Nyquist, has slashed the face of Jared Spurgeon that game Sunday, six game suspension. 
can we ship them out yet? Yeah. <laughs> That's all I got. Yeah, it's, it's frustrating with all that. But mm. all right. Um, for my stud and dud, I have well, for my stud Ish Smith, <laughs> as we just got done talking about, <laughs> yes, taking yes. over the lead role for the Pistons he's at he's point guard. And I'm I'm taking Ish over Russell Westbrook in the All Star game, but that's another. I'm just kidding. Young sportsman like fake news, <laughs> right? Uh, podcast. Fake news podcast. Fake news right podcast. Right here. Uh, our dud. <laughs> <laughs> Alex with the jokes behind the uh, yeah. monitor, even. <laughs> our, our dud, uh, or my dud, is CMU Athletics. Uh, Marcus Keen broke the CMU single scoring or single season scoring record um, the other day, and. CMU Athletics. I'm not going to say any names, but you know they know who they are. They yes. uh, they didn't make That's Marcus Keene available to the media. There was multiple outlets, you know, including the one that we work for, Central Michigan Life. Uh, we are here. CM Life was here. Athletics was there, of course. Um, there was multiple uh, TV outlets. A couple guys from CBS. Um, you know, everybody the was comments, disappointed. Yeah. I went up right in the middle of the. You know, we were talking to we were talking to coach after the game, and I went up right right in the middle of the. Um, presser and I asked you know are we gonna get Marcus and you know when he told me no I turned around went and sat back down you could tell I was disappointed and all the other guys looked at me and they they like tapped me on the shoulder and they asked are we gonna get Marcus and and I said I said it doesn't look like it but I'm gonna go up and ask again and they just no, they yeah, were that's, extremely that's, disappointed that's really frustrating I yeah. heard I read today maybe that he didn't want to talk I mean to well, media someone yeah. said maybe because he's focused on winning that's that was something that I heard and I don't know if that's the truth. I think it sucks for us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What we were told, you know, <laughs> after <laughs> after the game, you know, I went up to to CMU Athletics, right? And I and I asked, you know, why not? And uh, he tells me he tells me that it's nothing on Keen, but it's just that he's been here and he's been available, you know, all season so far, and he's done everything you know that we wanted to, and he just needs a break. But, okay, I understand a break. That would have been fine, you know, a couple weeks ago or maybe, you know, next game. But he just broke this significant record. Uh, I think I was just extremely disappointed. And, um, you know, it really had a lot of people disappointed in CMU Athletics right there. No, so. for sure. And that's that's a good reason. Mm-hmm. Um, to wrap it up with my stud and dud, my stud's Derek Walton Jr. Because as much as I've hated on you throughout your career and I've, you know, kept – putting the guy down you're proving me wrong right now and i think i really think he has a chance to be able to do something special for this michigan basketball program towards the end he played huge again against indiana every time that they needed him to do it he'd find a way to get to the line or whatever to get buckets he's played big over the past six games now and he's the yeah, only the reason that michigan state actually looks like a ter- or michigan looks like a tournament team right now um my dad is dan dockage and you know it's not usual for me to go in this kind of direction with this but he was kind of criticizing the Michigan State, um, basically academics, and you know said said a few comments about them. Had the students chanting before the game, and it had Tom Izzo kind of questioning why would the students be chanting this about Dan Dockage? He's a respectable guy, and he is a good broadcaster. I like it when he announces; he's good at what he does. Um, but after the game, when Izzo found out the real reason why he said it, he went off on a rant on Dan Dockage, and you know kind of criticized them for what he's been doing and or for what he said about him. He said that. If he would have known that before the game, he would have led the chant and chanted right with him. And <laughs> yeah, apparently now yeah, Dockett just tweeted out and said, like, I like Tom as I respect him. Didn't mean any harm to him or the Michigan State basketball program. It's a bad look on you, Dockett, to even tweet something like that, for one, because you mm. work for ESPN. For two, because your kid goes to Michigan. And yeah. for three, you're supposed to be professional. It's it's not right. It was wrong. 
that's where it is right now. His uh, next scheduled game is to call Michigan State, Ohio State. So, or not Michigan State, Ohio State, uh, Purdue. So we'll see. We'll see how that goes for him. Um, <laughs> but that's it for us here on Unsportsmanlike Conduct. Um, thank you for listening as always. Um, for Dylan, for Mitch, for Alex, and Cullen all the way in Ann Arbor, I'm Andy McDonald, and we'll talk at you next time. Check ink. We all know that annoying sign. Don't break the bank buying ink. Save more on your printer today, because at O-Ink, we cut the fat off of ink prices.